0: Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast. If you're a business owner, work in corporate, or have a side hustle you're passionate about, you're going to want to stick around. Because I promise to ask the tough questions and talk about the things others shy away from. You know, what it's really like to own a business and be chronically ill? I'm going to give you that push you need towards following your dreams and be the friend you come back to week after week to talk about the real things in life and in business. If you have goals and are working towards them, if you're determined to be successful no matter what life's obstacles get in the way, this podcast is for you. Dream big and tune in. Welcome back to the Sick and Successful Podcast. I recently lost around $30,000 and that is what we're going to talk about in today's episode. We're going to talk about firing toxic clients. Again, a topic that I feel like isn't shared about very much and that I'm going to share with you authentically, truly, and without naming names or companies, despite wanting to. I recently was in a situation where our company put in a lot of work to fill out an RFP. You don't know what that means. It is a request for a proposal, meaning we put together essentially a quote, a proposal for a company that was looking for our services. It's services that we are phenomenal at, that I'm very confident at, and I knew we could do really well. We beat out a few other companies, many other companies, and we won. What that means is that we got the business and we started doing the business and instantly there were many red flags. And so I want to bring this up because I know no matter what industry you're in, no matter what business you run, you're going to run into toxic clients. And there have been so many times, literally from the beginning of being an entrepreneur, that I allowed toxic clients to change my view on business to make me extremely stressed to make me not want to continue to make me upset to take much more space in my brain than they should have and I kept them on because of the financial aspect of it because I knew that it was money coming in because the security of having a client and I urge you to fire all the toxic clients ASAP because it feels great especially if you have employees and a culture that you're trying to create keeping toxic clients can't really damage that so let me tell you the story of how I lost $30,000 by firing a toxic client <sighs> it is still a stressful conversation for me completely upsetting but let me do my best to share it to you to help you not get into this situation or to exit it as quickly as possible So like I said, there were red flags right off the bat. This client did not want to follow our process, tried and true process that really helps us create the best results, right? We have questionnaires for all of the different services that we offer. And the questionnaires ask very pointed questions so that we can create products that are phenomenal, that really hit home, that make a difference, you know, all of the things we stand for and the client didn't fill out the questionnaire for the longest time and we had like two or three meetings prior to them filling out the questionnaire and that doesn't work for us because a lot of the times when people say something in a meeting they're just spitballing or they're brainstorming but when they fill out a questionnaire in depth and they think about it they're talking about things they know they're talking about their business you can see there's a lot that us as a, a company can see so Just for context, a questionnaire is an important step of us being able to create great work, right? And so red flag number one was that the client wasn't doing our processes, wasn't doing our steps. And so, you know, we are accommodating and there are times where people are busy and things like that. So we are understanding, of course. So it wasn't a flag that was like, oh, this isn't going to work, right? The client would have very... I don't want to use words that aren't correct, but very different personalities. For example, in our meetings, they would be very accommodating. They would be very sweet. They would be very, like, just a nice person to get along with in the meetings. And it was exciting. And we were all excited about the projects. And then multiple times in the middle of the night, we would get emails that were, let's just say, over the top. There were a bunch of bullet points that would ask very random questions, questions that we addressed in the meetings many times. Questions, for example, like, are your employees overseas or are they international? Even though we would talk about our, some of our employees are in the Philippines. There was just a very, it was like, we're only going to use Microsoft Word going forward. We cannot use any other thing. It was like very micromanaging, but also in, It's hard for me to explain without showing you the emails, but let's just say three in the morning emails, very off putting all the time, multiple times, I think three or four times within less than a month's span of working together. So that was another red flag. And then when the client finally filled out the questionnaire, it was, let's just say they didn't, to say the least. They put answers like, we already spoke about this, we already spoke about this, we already spoke about this, and would link to generic website links that didn't answer the questions essentially hardly answered any of the questions that we needed to create the product that they were looking for and once we started on our side of the business or side of doing the work executing it was a lot harder for us to do everything because we didn't have any of the information we needed essentially they were expecting us to read their minds And that is something that as a company, we're really great at executing and doing and giving suggestions and making amazing products, but we can't read other people's minds, just like I'm sure you can't. So after us getting to work, we had put together internally a timestamp and a timesheet to track our progress and to track what we were doing. We were getting started and we set up a meeting for a Thursday. And on a Wednesday night, we got another email, or actually, I think three, you know, very, again, interesting emails. And that last, the second last one was quite of a red flag for me. Like, it was, I was really questioning if this was going to work. They were questioning what we were doing. They were questioning. It's hard to tell you, though, context. I am not the best storyteller, but I do want to get this point across. So, Essentially, there was a bunch of emails, just the client wasn't feeling comfortable. So I sent along our timesheets. I sent along everything and I said, we have a meeting tomorrow to discuss. And so in that meeting is where things completely fell apart and where I decided it was no longer worth the amount of money. Well, was the last, second last step of where I decided to fire this client. We had a meeting and we were showing what, where we were at. And we were getting approvals for things to move forward. And because we didn't have the information we needed, I put together a really quick mock-up of the thing we were creating to get a sense of what the client really wanted and to get their feelings on different things and to get kind of like a reaction to know what direction we were supposed to head. Because again, like I said, we had no roadmap of what they wanted us to create. And on this meeting, the person was very rude, just incredibly rude. Incredibly disrespectful to me, but also to my employees. So, my employees are from the Philippines. They are not all of them, but some of them, many of them are from the Philippines. They are incredibly, incredibly intelligent, so talented. They are educated. They know what they're doing. They have experience. Like, the work that they do is next to none, to be honest, has been hard to find over here. And I'm able to pay them significantly more than they made. At corporate jobs than they made after university, and so my relationship with my girls, whether they're in Canada, in the States, in the Ukraine, or in the Philippines, doesn't matter to me. Like they all are so important to me. They are such a valuable piece to my company. And who disrespect one of them, and I am gonna go for you. So in this meeting, one of my girls was talking, and the person was literally giving attitude, rolling their eyes, just completely would shift any time either of my employees from the Philippines would talk. And then they had the audacity to say, I don't know what you just said. Like literally like that, that was the tone. I don't know what you just said. And then when they would talk to me, they were much nicer, much more, you know, just in that moment I get goosebumps thinking about it right now because I was so angry and I didn't show it and I am upset about that. I didn't stand up for them in the call. I wish I did. I wish I would have stopped right there and said, excuse me, but I didn't because I mean truly because I grew up in corporate because I have a face. I have a mask that I can put on with rude customers so that we could get the job done and the difference between corporate and running my own company is hell to the no. Hell to the freaking no. And am I going to allow that to happen? So after the meeting, I had kind of like a roundtable with the two employees that I had on that call. And I apologized. I was dumbfounded. I couldn't believe what had just happened. And we had a conversation. They were much, much more nice than I would have been. And it really, it was on a Thursday. The Friday was a day off. And over the weekend, it was just such a heavy weight on my shoulders. Like this isn't a client I want to work with. This isn't a person that I want in our atmosphere. And I am never going to allow my employees to be treated like that. Like racism is not something that I'm going to allow in my company. It is an asset for me to have international employees. It is an asset for us to be worldwide, to be global. We are able to make work that other companies aren't. We are so great at what we do, And we have different visions. We have different views on life. We have different perspectives. And that's what makes us phenomenal. That's obviously I'm passionate about this because I'm getting angry. (sighs) Take a deep breath. But I am not allowing anyone in my sphere, employees, contractors, or clients to ever be disrespected like that. And then the final cherry on top came when we had a task that we committed to on that call that was due Monday morning. Monday morning for a specific time, they had a meeting that we needed to get something done for. It was due at 8.30 in the morning. They then rescheduled, I believe, the night before to that meeting, moved to 8 a.m. My team was working on those tasks at 3.43, specifically, a.m. the night before. So Sunday night, because they are in the Philippines, they had hours to complete the task. We never set a deadline. It was just needed to be ready for when they started the meeting. And literally this client at 3.43 our time sent, just to be completely frank, crazy emails saying like, your team did not achieve the tasks. They did not come through. We need to have a conversation. The subject of the email literally is X employee did not deliver. And then in the email, it goes on to say, this was a simple task. Your employee did not deliver. I am not confident in moving and work with you guys because they did not deliver. This email is actually at 11 p.m. the night before. So we still had plenty of time. And for context, we agreed to it Thursday night at the end of the business day. Then we had Friday off because it was a holiday. And this was due Monday. So the client was expecting us to work on the weekend, which we do not do. We work on Monday, which was at 3 a.m our time because some of my employees work earlier due to their time they work whenever they can which is something this client knew because that is a thing whatever it doesn't matter it literally says I need people who can create content with limited direction and I am not sure that will be possible with working with people overseas they go on to say I need to see stuff right away to feel blah 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 blah." The next email says, I need you to join the meeting at noon today without your employees so that we can have a conversation. There's multiple emails. He's incredibly rude to my employee who is working on the work and sends him a follow up email just to confirm one thing that she was unsure about. And they are completely rude about the situation. I had meetings all Monday, in-person meetings, so was not able to attend the meeting with them. And I was fuming. I ended up crafting an email late at night. I think it was like midnight just saying termination of agreement. I will read a, a portion of what I said to them because I can actually read that to you since it is my words. I titled it termination of agreement. It is an extremely long email with literal timestamps, with receipts, with screenshots of what we were doing, letting them know some of the red flags and then just the beginning of what I said about the whole racist situation was the main reason we were unable to continue to work together is that we have a clear standard of civility we hold for communication internally and externally and we do not tolerate the mistreatment of anyone on our team. This is an inclusive work environment and it is important to us that all of our team members are respected at all times. And then I continued going on about some red flags where he mentioned that just because my team was international they would not be able to Execute. It infuriates me. So I've done my best to not name the person, not name the company, not even name their pronouns because I don't want this to be like about them. I really want this to be kind of an episode about two things. Never stand for that kind of treatment and speak up. I regret not speaking up on that initial call. I regret not calling them out sooner, but I am really proud of doing it despite losing $30,000. That is a big chunk of change. It would have made a big difference in our business where we're at right now. It could have really helped a lot of things. It would have helped propel us. It was a great opportunity. They have great connections. They are really successful in what they do. So even making this podcast doesn't make me feel great. But I want you to know as a listener, especially as a listener who's sick and successful, that standing up for yourself honestly always feels better. And by firing toxic clients, no matter what the dollar amount attached to it is, is going to number one, help you protect your health and your mental health. And number two, make you open up a door for more income. Like when you make the initiative to take away that toxicity, that person that is taking up so much of your brain space, so much of your stress, you're opening up the door to more aligned clients, to more opportunities, to more things. It's almost like a test from the universe, right? The amount of stress and anger and anxiety and just unsettledness that me and my leadership team was feeling about this client—never mind my employees—was overwhelming. You should have seen us after that email was sent, like the following day, actually, because the email was sent Monday night. We have weekly meetings on Tuesdays. We were so excited, so overjoyed, and closed two new massive clients. So a story back into when I was doing fitness coaching. And I was like charging next to nothing, charging literally actually nothing, $50 a month for weekly check-ins, weekly, just it was nuts. I had a client who would message me a bajillion times a day. It was so much. They were so toxic. They didn't respect boundaries. It took up so much space in my brain that I wasn't able to grow the business and I didn't want to do it anymore. So I want this to be a little bit of a story to show you what we stand for and don't stand for and Just to share an experience I had that really impacted my life and my employee's life, but also to be kind of a thought provoking episode for you to look back or for you to do an audit in your own life, in your own business on who's toxic and who's draining your energy right now. Energy is like a cup of water. We have it or we don't. It fills by other people or it gets depleted. And we need to surround ourselves with people who fill up our energy cup, fill up our enthusiasm, fill up our happiness. That is my whole team. My whole team is like, I love them all, you know? But there have been times, there have been people, not recently, but in the past, there have been people on our team that drained the crapola out of me or out of my leadership team and my employees. And they had to go ultimately, right? Because it is important to create a culture, a community, an atmosphere of people who align sometimes that means really, really hard decisions. Fortunately, this decision wasn't hard for me. It wasn't a decision I felt like I could make or wanted to make. Like, what do I mean by that? It wasn't a decision that I felt like I would have ever continued after those comments. You know what I mean? So it wasn't a hard decision for me to make at that point. But there are times where you have to let go of a toxic client just because they're draining you. We had to do that earlier this year, where there were a couple clients that just weren't a right fit because of different views, different opinions, different ways of life, different expectations. And the best thing you can do for you, for your company, and even that client is let them go. Let them go. It, it might feel really uncomfortable. It might feel very unnatural to say no to business, but you're doing them a favor and you're doing yourself a favor. This client would have never been happy with the work that we did because they looked down at us. Because they didn't believe in us. Because they didn't have confidence in our work. Because we were an international team. But yeah. So they would have never been happy with the work. No matter what we did. So it is a win-win on both sides. This is all to say. If you have a toxic person in your life. If you have a toxic client. That's currently in your business. Let them go. Let them go. This is your sign. It's time to let them go. No matter how scary it is and to see what the universe, what the world is going to provide you with next once you open that space, once you free up that energetic space. And one quick last thing, please make sure that you go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is a passion project for me, and I would love to have you guys over there. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is so much fun. Leave a comment. Tell me that you're watching. Tell me if you have a toxic person in your life. Let's go all chat over there, okay? I will see you over on YouTube and I will respond to every single one of your comments. Remember, dream big, it's possible for you, and your next version of success is around the corner.